Hey legends, welcome to another week of the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is episode number 55. And before we get stuck into our awesome guests, I would like to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, I wrote down the three things I was grateful for today and the ability to talk rubbish with a bunch of cool people was one of them. So I, uh, I still can't believe people actually listen. It's super cool. Um, if you are listening still after that little intro and you're enjoying it, please share, subscribe, uh, send it to a friend. Um, if you don't like it, send it to someone you hate and then they can listen to it. Um, but no, very, very appreciative. Today I sat down with Paige Armeo, who is an absolute superstar of a human. Uh, she is probably the happiest person I've ever met. She's always positive, um, except when she's in the vicinity of Coach Cam. Um, but she's always someone that brings up the people around her, uh, always makes me feel better whenever I see her or speak to her, and I think you guys will feel better after this chat. Enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. I can't do anything about it then. No, you can't. Stop it. Ready to rock? Yeah. Cool. I restarted. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Paige, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> First question for you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Do you know, I actually thought about this on the way down because I knew you'd ask it. Oh, damn it. Um, i stop telling everyone my question. <laughs> I hear it in every podcast. Well, for me, it's definitely first of all to get up and walk the dogs. Um, my dogs look at me like they're so sad if I'm not going to walk them. <laughs> so I have to do that. But I also really enjoy it and it starts my day well. Um, another thing would definitely be I hate feeling like I'm going to waste the day. So that's why I get up early. And I think also one of the biggest things is that I just like to make people happy. Why do you so want to make people I, happy? Because it's, I just think it's the biggest achievement that we can make as humans is to just make other people happy. That's if that makes cool. sense. Yeah, I just I like getting up and I like helping people and and making people laugh and going, you know, talking to people and giving something to someone. And that's fun. That's why I like. Yeah. That's getting cool. Up. Have you always been a happy person? Yes, I have been. Always positive. Um, I definitely have my negative spouts. Yeah. Um, but I think that I have the type of personality that can get myself out of those negative dips easily, which is good. But yes, I like to think that I have a glass half full. Is that the same? Yes. I think so. <laughs> if um, it's not, let's roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that I have a glass half full of you. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe my parents? My parents have always made me kind of believe that I have, you know, every opportunity open to me. So yeah. I think you just kind of take that and you roll with it. And it's not that, uh, I don't think my parents are overly positive people. They don't just like chuck glitter and sparkles on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, they've just always made me feel good. And I've grown up having like an amazing childhood and having lots of these opportunities that are there within arm's reach. So you just, you feel really lucky and yeah, you just, you have to have a positive view because it'll change your life otherwise. When like, I guess bad things happen or you have a bad day or whatever, what are the ways you kind of dig yourself out of the hole and allow yourself to get back into that positive mindset? Affirmations. So that's a huge thing for me. I'm one of those crazy people that will stand <laughs> in front of a mirror and say to me myself, I'm going to have a good day today. Does it um, work? Yeah, it does. Uh, it always does, I think. And I think my way of doing it is just telling myself it's all going to be okay in the end. Uh, this is only, everything's temporary. And yeah. that's actually one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. So I think if you have that attitude that it's all going to be okay, you, you kind of diffuse your stress or your, your bad thoughts a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I think that if you do the right things for the right reasons, <clears throat> look after yourself first and the people around you, then everything will work out. Yeah, and it always does. Most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> true. But then again, like even if it doesn't, I suppose you still have to have a positive outlook. Because it's, like, it's never ending, right? There's yeah. No, there's no like, yep, it's sorted now. That's, that's exactly right. Yes, it's bad now. There's always something else. That's um, right. What, <clears throat> what are the ways you help people at the moment? Uh, through my job every day. So that's just one of the biggest parts with the myotherapy and kinesiology. So yep. you're ho- helping people with body, mind, and soul. Uh, what else? I I don't know. I just like to do things for people. Like you brought us donuts this morning. Yeah, I brought I brought you guys donuts this morning, and and that was cheers nice. to you. <laughs> Everybody loves a Krispy Kreme. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just, I like to, like, Friday morning I'm babysitting for a friend. She has chronic fatigue, so she struggles to look after a child. So I said, I'll have you, your little boy, you know, that's I had nice. him last Friday and I'll have him again this Friday. I just, I that's when I feel happiest, kind of when you know that you've helped someone. Yeah. Or made them feel a little bit better about themselves. I like that. Yeah. It sounds really corny, but... No, but it's... Yeah. And I think it's lots and lots of little things. It's not like one not big huge. grand gesture and then see you later. That's like, right. Like, since we met you, you've always been someone that's cruised in and with a big smile on your face and oh, nice. yelled at Cam and yelled at Mitch and... <laughs> and then gotten over it. <laughs> and then, and then gotten, gotten over it. But, but I think you're the kind of person that uh, breeds that positive energy. And I think it's really... That's nice to know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like to think that I do that you because do. I think, and I know myself that if I'm having a bad day, I tend to, I can feel the relationship that I'm having with other people because I'm in that negative mindset. Yeah. So I think that, that is actually another motivator to ch- turn myself around because if I'm going to be in that mindset and I'm putting it onto someone else, it's not going to make them feel very good. So to, yeah. in order to make them feel better, I want to make sure that I'm That's awesome. good as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Super cool. What got you into kinesiology and myotherapy? Like, was it was it that innate need to help people? Yes. Like, first and foremost, the need to help people feel better. Yeah. And I think also, I was just always interested in sport as a kid. And I, I enjoyed the injury prevention side of things. I enjoyed... It sounds really... Who enjoys the injury prevention side of things? I know. You're like the only person in the world. How random. But I sound like a sadist, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed, yeah, seeing someone come off and not actually seeing them get injured, but (laughs) 
I enjoyed, you know, working with them on what's going on, yeah. how can we help this, and what can we do to get you back on the field. So like, with soccer, that was probably what I'm mainly thinking of. Yeah. But other things as well, like I was always involved with sport. And I think, yeah, that that's kind of what drew me to my therapy. But then the kinesiology, I'm a huge believer in how the mind also affects the body and then the other way around. Definitely. So that's what drew me to the kinesiology as well. Yeah. And wanting to help people to function at their optimal best. For those that don't know what kinesiology is, fill them in. Okay. So I'm really bad at describing things, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Have a crack, mate. So it's kinesiology is a natural therapy and it's about using effective muscle monitoring and the principles of traditional Chinese medicine to assess energy and body function. Um, and to help rebalance the body if there's any imbalances going on. So if you think of, have you guys heard, have you heard of the Triad of Health? Talk me through it. Yeah, you would have heard. There's lots of different ones, <laughs> but based on the kinesiology, there is obviously if you've all done geometry, hopefully three <laughs> sides of a triangle. Um, what kind of triangle is it? I don't know. Just a normal triangle. Okay, carry on. What's <laughs> Not like one of those other weird ones. <laughs> like all even ed- edges. <laughs> um, but you've got your anatomical, mm-hmm. which relates to your um, structural and physical self. Yep. Then you've got your biochemical um, nutritional, which is your physiological self. And then you've also got your psychological which relates to the emotional, mental well-being. And pretty much the idea behind it is that you want all of those sides of the triangle to be in balance with each other to achieve equilibrium. And if you don't have that, then something is going to go wrong where you feel a bit average or something like that. So the easiest way to describe it is, say you're feeling quite anxious and stressed, you end up with a sore stomach, you get nausea. So that's your emotional mental is the anxiety stress and then you've got your sore stomach which comes up as the biochemical nutritional yeah and then it ends up affecting you making you tired but then it happens the other way around too if you're if you've got an injury um you can't function properly Mm. so you're going to stop you could be one of those people that stop eat stops eating well and then you end up feeling really down because you can't do anything and we all know that, you know, getting out and being active releases lots of endorphins. And it feels good. And it feels good. So it brings your mood up. So it's all about trying to make sure that those things are balanced so that you can function to your your best. What's the best way to figure out if you're in balance or out of balance? Well, it's, it's a long process. Usually if I see someone for kinesiology, I see them for an hour and a half for yeah. a session. So you muscle test, which is I can't really show on a recording. It's okay. Man. Talk but, us through it. <laughs> So it's using, it's based off, you can use pec muscle or brachioradialis and you test and you're looking for an unlock and lock. So, and that gives you messages. So pretty much it's like calling on subconscious, your subconscious. And we hold patterns like years and years, everything that we go through, everything we experience, we hold in our subconscious and it comes up in different things. So if you think about it, I'm sure we won't go into this because it's like body counseling session. Um... But things that you go through in the way that you react to certain situations in your life are yep. all built on a pattern that may have started when you were four, five, six years old. Which is insane. Yeah, it's insane. But our body holds it as a memory. So you might be dealing with a situation now that has only been triggered because you had that incident when you were five years old. Yeah. And 
now you think that you dealt with that. Well, who knows? You're a child. You, yeah. you might not have known you did. Whatever. But you haven't. So now it's coming up again. So it's all about trying to break that down and find where that imbalance is sitting in your body and clear that out. It sounds crazy. I get lots of weird looks when I talk about it. But people experience Cra- Crazy is okay. Yeah. I think if it's crazy and it works, it, it works. That's right. And I get... Like, I've got a few friends, and even my dad's the biggest one. He's just so... <laughs> so skeptical of it yeah but then he also sees things where i'll walk in and like i'll muscle test myself so you can self-test based off other people though yeah and you can pick up straight away on how he's feeling and you just say it out loud and he'll be like how do you know that and i'm like i just tested and he's just like what the hell so yeah what do you say to the people that are skeptical because like like i'm someone that comes from a fairly like i don't know what word I'd use but maybe like straight down the line background in terms of like science show, yeah, ev- yeah. Very, like evidence based show me this, show me the science show me show me some peer reviewed literature and I'd happily like happily go yeah cool I'll change my, change the way yeah. I feel um, how much of the I guess energy science is peer reviewed and how much of it is there so there it's coming up coming along now so there's actually new science that's been found that they've been able to pick up energy meridians on a scan so you might have to look into it i'll have to tell you what it's called though yeah um i don't actually know it off by heart but there's lots more work going into it other stuff there isn't so much and i suppose but you think about it all the peer-reviewed stuff everything's subjective Mm. even what we learn No, even, even, even what we learn as from an evidence-based approach. So I do my therapy, obviously. Mm. So I have that background as well. Yeah. Everything's... Which is cool. Which is And like you're studying at the moment, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we can never, ever do enough research. And how often do things change? Things that I learned as a my therapist four years ago yeah, have changed five years later. And it's just like that. And then also you look at... The mind's a powerful thing, and I think you know that too. Definitely. So if we can use the mind to change our health, yeah, well, I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate here a little bit. Yeah. I, like I, I, like I am definitely someone that that believes our subconscious has power over our body that we don't understand and that we might never yeah. understand, or yeah. um, and our ability to test it. I definitely don't think that everything's subjective because there's definitely objective ways to measure things but i think that our ability to test it is um will come along and will improve like you look at say uh an ant's ability to understand an iphone and how it works and its intricacies like i think we're at that stage of our development in terms of understanding our brain yeah um where it's just so foreign and so so far out like out of what we can um what we can experience now that i think it'll be a really I don't know, it's going to be a really cool, like, next century as we, like, so. as we figure it out. Yeah, I um, think they're going to discover a lot of things. Yeah. And I think a, a big... People obviously get results from that. And it is, it's an interesting concept because I do understand from that point of view is that there isn't... Sometimes you feel like there's not enough evidence behind it. But at the end of the day, these therapies have been around for a long time. Yeah. And they've worked for people. And even if it is, like, they're even talking about these days with the explain pain stuff placebo is actually a really important part yeah, of treatment 100%. and and whether it is placebo or not who knows but it's still working well, if, if it's, it's placebo working. it's working then play on yeah yeah and it's still but 
there's a lot behind it anyway with psychology that the mind is a powerful thing and that we have the ability to change our reality and and that's where most therapy is going anyway yeah like as a my therapist it's all about you know what is it called the bps bps models so it's biopsychosocial so yep. it's about okay yes we need to do some physical therapy on this client but yeah. What else do we need to address? What's going on in their life? Yeah. What are they stressed about? You know? Yeah. You know, what's Otherwise, they're going to keep going back and they're going to save issue and you're not actually changing That's right. any behavior. That's right. So if you can change the way they're feeling about their pain, you might be able to get a difference in, in them actually feeling that. Yeah. So it is an interesting, it's a very interesting con- conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of look at like the, the kooky snake oil salesman on one side and then like yeah. your straight down the line really simple peer-reviewed literature and then i think you're like the kinesiology stuff's not necessarily in the middle it's probably more towards the actual science yeah end, but, but, it's it, but it's somewhere there. somewhere in the middle where it's like some of the stuff you just like that's right that's ridiculous but other stuff you just like okay that's got some merit and i think if if we can start to see more of it and start to be exposed to more of it and more people can go yep i believe that or i don't that's right. Um, then it'll start to grow legs. And, like, I guess it it sinks in really well with our kind of philosophy at Virtus. It's just it's not about training or it's not about your muscle release. It's about life. Yeah, that's and right. It's about and wanting to be better yeah, and, and feel better. It's about that holistic, better. that whole holistic approach that... That's right. You know, if everything's going well, be eating like shit, you're probably going to feel like shit. Yeah. And, and then vice versa with training and... It's really important. And stress at home and things like that. That's right. Another thing... Um, when I was studying the kinesiology, so yeah. I did, I think it took me a year and a half. Yep. It's based on doing workshops and you, you build your hours up to qualify. Yep. And I met some real wayward people. <laughs> like you, you meet some people in those courses and you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, like people are off planet earth. Like yeah. this is just crazy. But then you'd also, you'd be practicing what you were learning and you couldn't deny that this stuff was actually giving you results that, that weren't working I, I don't know and I think but I suppose that's again like it's all it's all a personal experience for everyone and as much as I looked at them and I went oh yeah I'm not quite on your level but I'm happy to stay here over here <laughs> on my level yeah uh, yeah I don't know it was, it was really weird and I think it is hard to in a way believe what you're doing when you've got and you're communicating with communicating with these people that are so off <laughs> crazy people yeah like they were you know they're saying things like and and mind you we might know people that actually do see things because these people were saying oh you know i see something can see like a figure and and i've never experienced that before i don't see things yeah i don't think i'm a psychic i'm not a medium (laughs) but i can't deny that i feel things they're the charlatans that are in the snake oil sale yeah (laughs) like area i just i think of like people that think they see spirits and ghosts and stuff like that and i like i i believe i guess in like my beliefs change and adapt like as yeah. i learn and as i grow but i'm i believe in energy but i don't believe that like consciousness exists outside our own consciousness if that makes sense i don't believe that yeah, we pass away I, and we become does. a ghost that just hangs out in a in a haunted house and nah, and rips into people yeah. but i just i don't know i can't I see think it. so yeah I, like i don't know if that's a cool thing yeah um i don't know what happens when we die i don't know, don't know what happens um you know past the the senses that i can sense i don't know what happens outside of that realm but i think it's yeah i think when people i think my issue is with people who say they know yeah i get that 
And if you... Like, we can't know. So uh, if, what do you mean by that, though? But, <clears throat> like, no one knows what happens... Like, let's just go to the what happens when we die thing. Ah, oh, yes, example. okay. Or, or yeah. like, or that there's... Um, there's spirits around. Like, I don't think we can actually know. We can think we see something, but our brain's very good at playing tricks on us. Yes, that's like, right. Like, you look at how well people remember, remember things. And, like, I can remember an event two years, like a party two years ago and go, oh, no, you were there. And, like, no, I wasn't. Like, no, no, I remember you being there, but you probably weren't there. Yeah, like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a really, really interesting one. Um, so, you went from myo to kinesiology, or did you go the other way around? I went, I studied myo first. Yep. And then... Yeah, I did kinesiology after that. But I think the first time I ever saw a kinesiologist, I was 12 years old. So I was really young. And I saw this lady who's actually a very, very close friend of mine and a mentor now. And I ended up studying under her. When I was 12, she said to me, she's like, you're going to do this one day. She's like, I can see you doing this. And I think I always played on it. Like, I was always like, yeah, I could see myself doing that. And then I said, no, I want to do it when I'm like 50 years old. And I've got some life experience behind me. But then I got to, I think I was what... I was 21 when I graduated from Mayo. Yeah. Um, How old are you now? 23. And, I, gosh, I actually had to think about that. In my head. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to the end of the Mayo degree and I thought, nah, you know, I'd really like to do this. And I think I've always been someone that um, I'm a little bit more older in the mind than I should be for my age. And that's what people used to say. Oh, I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. I'm very <laughs> immature. <laughs> um, but I... In regards to like spirituality and kind of from a wisdom point of view, I always had these views on life that were different of people at my age. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, and that's why I decided that I'd do it. And I thought, you know, I might as well do it now and just, you know, be amazing at what I do by the time I'm 30 years old. Yeah. And that was my goal. And that's awesome. why I said, no, I want to qualify young and then I want to practice and practice and practice. And at 30, I want to be just like a gun in that's my awesome. field. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see. <laughs> How's your your view on, I guess, kinesiology and health, like overarching theme of health, changed since you finished your Mayo and to now? Obviously, having gone through that course in the middle. Yeah, I think um, I definitely hold the belief that our mind has a lot more to do with our health yep. than I ever thought yep. possible. Even in regards to treating, I think I can do a lot from a physical point of view. But if you're sitting there with a client and you're making them feel empowered by what you say and yep. making them feel good about their recovery, yep. that does a lot more for someone. Yep. And I think um, there's – I went to a seminar not long ago and there was actually a statistic there that 45% of the success of your treatment is your bedside manner. So if someone walks in and they immediately have this connection with you, you've got a better chance of doing better yep. things for them that session. Yep. Your treatment could have been – you know, mediocre physically, yeah. but they're still going to walk out better. and say, I feel amazing. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, in regards to that, that I've definitely changed in my views. And then not to mention half the stuff I learned in my myotherapy qualification is pretty much redundant now. Yeah. So I think you've just There's done every, all the every, PEs. And every uh, uni course or TAFE course ever. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's redundant by the time you get out. Or half yeah, I think, redundant. what the hell? <laughs> Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, and then also one big thing from a personal practicing point of view is that I always thought that you'd go out and you'd just know so much stuff and you just go out and you don't. Yeah. Like you realize it's that you, the opposite, know, right? you know nothing. You know the Dunning-Kruger effect? 
No. So it's a cognitive bias where the more you know, the more you actually know, the less you think you know, which is true. It's like, it's like you get like the people who are ignorant and uh, I guess naive feels that they know everything about this topic. Yes, that makes sense. And the more you learn, the like there's like a big drop off. And it's not until you become an expert 20, 30 years down the track where you actually start to level off and yeah and you realize okay feel like you actually know a little bit more yeah um and i think that like that happens maybe like six 12 months into any career once you start talking to people that have been doing it for 20 years and once you've been surrounding yourself with like for you and for me different clients that are all presenting with different problems you start to realize holy shit there's a whole lot more to this there's so much more that's right and i just feel i honestly when i first started practicing i was just like what the hell i know nothing (laughs) yeah and I think I'm getting better and I'm, I'm very aware that there is so much that I don't know, Yeah. but I'm also kind of like, okay, I do know some stuff. <laughs> Hopefully you'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're doing okay. I think so. So yeah, I suppose. And they used to always used to tell us in our course, fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. It's not great. I hate, I hate the, I hate the connotations of it. I, I agree with it to a point. But I hate the connotations of it. Yeah, because it kind of allows people to think they have the excuse to do nothing. And to think you're actually going to make it ever. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's not the best thing, but I I must admit that when I first came out, I did use that. And yeah. what I mean by fake it is I faked the confidence, yeah. not what I knew. Because yeah. I, you know, I made the effort to mm. to study and, and do things and learn. Yeah. But the confidence at the start, it was I lacked it. Yeah. So. You did have to kind of fake it because if you walked into a session with a client and they knew that you were nervous, yeah, they're going to be feeling pretty. And they're average. not going to feel like like you're going to be able to help them. Exactly. So what we're talking about before just means that they're not actually going to. They won't get anything. In treatment. That's right. Yeah. So I think it's important. You need to change that saying. I know you need. There needs to be something new. Never stop learning. It's less catchy. <laughs> it doesn't work. Be doesn't confident work. and learn lots. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't work. <laughs> what, why did you decide to do further study? Um, so I've always wanted to do... So I'm doing a Bachelor of Exercise Science and Teaching at the moment. I've just started. I've done one semester. Only seven more to go. Gosh. Don't um, look at it like that, mate. I know. I know. I'm actually very much looking forward to it, and I've got this feeling that I'm on the right track, so that's a good thing. Good feeling to have. It is. But I, I always wanted to do teaching when I was younger, and I think I, I put it off because I discovered Mayo, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. That looks amazing. And I thought, one day I might do a certificate in training and assessment, and I'll teach just the Mayo. I got one of those. Good luck with it. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the longest, longest three-month course ever. Okay. Well, I feel better about doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I got to, I think, the end of last year, and I decided I was just rethinking I don't like the instability of my industry. Yeah. That's something that is a negative about it, although there is so many positives. Um, uh, Yeah, it makes me feel a bit anxious. I also am worried that I'm going to be burnt out in another five, six, seven years' time in regards to physically treating. And then I was... Why is that a worry just because of the, the, like, what it takes out of you day in, day out, treating people all day? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so not only physically, though, but mentally, it's quite draining because yeah. you, you're coming, you're going in to work and people are using you as their counsellor yeah. as well. And they tell you all their problems. And, 
And that's not something that's an issue for me. I actually enjoy that, and I I'm glad that people feel the need or want feel to, enough, yeah. yeah, to to open up to me on the table. But that can be a lot out of your day, and you take, yeah, you just you take a lot of that home, and it's really hard to switch off. Yeah. So. I suppose, but that's not really the reason why I'd kind of move away in the end. And the goal isn't really to move away from my therapy once I'm finished this degree. I, yeah. I feel like when I get to that, I'll probably want to keep treating anyway. It's just anyway. another tool in the toolbox, right? Yeah. And I've just never wanted to be... I've wanted to have lots of skills and I want to be able to pass on to teenagers the same passion for life that I had. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's not even about teaching a concept or teaching a subject at school. It's that's about... Cool teaching them and making them feel kind of excited for the future. That's what I would want to do at schools. So what's Paige doing in five years? Uh, hopefully at that point, teaching. Yeah. I think I want to kind of get into a grad year first. Yeah. I think that'll be my fourth year. I don't know. I'll work it out. <laughs> um, and then maybe, yeah, use that time to tr- travel a little bit. I'll see how I go. Nice. I don't like to look too far ahead. Like, you've got to look a little bit far ahead because you want to know where you're at. But if you focus too much on the future, I feel like you take away from the focus of now. Yeah. I so like that. One of the things one of our mentors said to us in a group last week, last week, um, was um, you need to be happy with now but striving for more in the future. Yeah. So, like, it's not a, like, you know, the be better thing that we spout on about all the time. It's not about not being happy with where you're at now. Like... Like we should love what we do. We That's should love exactly the right. people we surround ourselves with day in, day out. We should love all of the things. Like there's going to be hard days and good days That's and bad right. days but and whatever. But you've got to enjoy the journey. We've got to, yeah. Yeah. I actually had this conversation with a friend and you, I'm interested to hear your opinion. But if yeah, you man. if you had the ability, if someone turned around and said, all right, I can tell you exactly where you're going to be in, say, 20 years' time, would you want to know? I don't think... If they had, but here's the thing, right? If <clears throat> dependent on the way I answer that question, that would probably change where I would be. It's true. So, like, if I knew it, then maybe I wouldn't work as hard, or maybe I'd work exactly. harder, or maybe I'd change things, so then I wouldn't necessarily end up there. That's right. So I don't know. Um, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to know. I wouldn't either. No, I know where, like, where, because I, I kind of. Back a little bit. One of the things I do, like every maybe three, six, nine, twelve months, depending on when I feel as I need it, is a brain dump. So there's a bench um, at Mornington Beach overlooking like the yacht club and stuff, and I sit on that bench with like five or six blank pieces of paper, and I just I don't have my phone on me, nothing, no watch, nothing. I just sit there in bare feet and write, Um, and I literally just write everything in my head. I like it. It's a good idea. I like it because you can never write faster than you can think. So I'm always just like writing the first thing that comes into my head and then writing it out. And I call it a brain dump because it basically gets all the crap that's in my head out on paper. Yeah, okay. And then I use that um, I use that to kind of reassess what's most important in my life at any particular time. Yeah. Um, so I've done, <clears throat> I've done three big ones um, over wow. the last like four years since I did the first one. I did the first one before we opened Virtus. Such a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I can look look back at each one and see where my head was at at that particular point in time in my life. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> and I, I can see that what I wanted 
I think my, the why I do things doesn't change or hasn't changed over those three big brain dumps. Um, what I do hasn't really changed too much. Like I've, okay. I was coaching back then. I'm teaching a little bit more now and obviously doing a lot more business stuff now. But yeah. what hasn't changed, but where, I want, where I'm headed um, is like the goalpost move. And what is important to me or what I'm driving towards now is different to what I was driving yeah. towards three years ago. Yeah, in the past, uh, yeah. Because I've achieved it quicker than I thought or I've it's become less important to me and it hasn't been one of the things I'm working towards. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good anyway because it yeah. does allow you to establish what is important to you yeah. and what you want to work towards. Definitely. Definitely. And, like, I'm constantly that person trying to do too much. So this, this like, I use that as, like, a centering yeah like way to kind of tell myself to pull my head in that's right <laughs> and stop trying to do a thousand things at once well that, that's it that's important and that's a perfect example of energy mm. as it is because if you you're putting your energy into too many different things it's drawing out what from was you the quote every... you said before oh don't <laughs> this is really embarrassing don't put your finger in too many pies you've got to stop and eat one <laughs> i like it it's not a real quote but it is now <laughs> someone put that on a t-shirt yeah um, but yeah, like it, it draws from you. Like you imagine it's just sucking from you from every, every direction. Yeah. So it's important to put your intention. Have you heard of that quote? Um, energy flows where intention goes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. It's a really good quote. And it's something that I try and live by every day as well, because yeah. you notice that if you're, you're spreading yourself too small everywhere, you can't really put as much as, e- a much, as much effort as you want to in one thing. Yep. And everything will be mediocre. Whereas if you kind of focus one thing, channel your energy into that, it's going to be this amazing thing. And yeah. then you can go, okay, yep, we've got that moving now. We're probably going to have to come back to that later, but yeah. let's now channel energy into something else as well. Do you think that, that one thing will help all the others? Yeah, generally. It yeah. always brings it up anyway. Um, but I think, well, it's all about balance, isn't it? What, is, what does balance mean? When you say balance, what do you mean? I have personal Just, conflict with that word. Do you? Yeah. So what's your conflict? What What do you not like about it? I think, I don't know if it's the word, but it's the connotations people put on it. Just the fact that you need to find balance. I don't think you ever find balance. I think you're always like moving from too much to too little of different things and you're just like constantly... And that's true. Yeah. But at the end of the day... The goal is to still try and find that balance, but you've still got to be happy that you might not ever find it because if you focus too much on finding it, then you'll stress yourself out and you won't be balanced anyway. Good. So I just think, but you're right. And I think, um, what did I, I can't remember where it was from, but yeah, it was talking about how there's, yeah, there's no such thing as balance, but it's still balance. You're still looking for well, if you do too much of one thing, then the next week you go, okay, I've done too much of that. I feel like I'm missing out on doing this other thing. Yeah. So you go, okay, I'm going to do that a little bit now. So you start doing that and you neglect the other thing a little bit. But it's not necessarily neglecting it. It's just you need to pull from there to bring yourself back to that equilibrium yeah. to feel better again. Yeah. And it is this constant journey of, um, yeah, what do I? What else do I need to do to make me feel like I'm getting what I need? Yeah. And, and that's what it is. That's what balance is, I, like I think. Yeah. <clears throat> My business coach uses the term flow. Yeah, okay. Instead of balance. I like it. So flow is like the balance between uh, anxiety and excitement. Yeah, okay. So like 
flows where you're putting in the time, you're getting the work done, you're ticking things off and it's just working. Like you're just in that kind of like awesome state of flow. And I think when we go too far one way, that's when progress stops. Right? Yeah. And improvement stops. That's uh, true. Because if we don't, like that anxiety is important. Like it's probably one of those words that's been like bashed around the head because of the connotations people put on Behind the, the, on the mental yeah. health and anxiety. But I think anxiety is something that we can use. And yeah. I think like when I get anxious about something that needs to be done at work or a bill that we got coming up or something that's like even footy, something that's coming up, I get anxious about it. I'll do the extra little things yeah, and I'll focus okay. on that a little yeah. bit more. Um, which means that there's that, understanding that things will get done and it's not always like uh, like I'm excited yeah. for it as well um, and I think being able to have that flow um, that's balanced for me yeah I like that mm. I like that concept yeah what do you think how do you think life would be different if we never ever ever had to experience anything negative uh, oh Never actually thought about that. That's really cool. Um, if we never had to experience negative, well, I don't know. It'd be. I think it'd just be bland and boring, and mm. we just have like dissonance on everything. Like there'd be no. There'd be no excitement. There'd be no fear. There'd be no. That's right. We wouldn't know what positive yeah. was without yeah. negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think we need that. We need that. We need that ability to feel um, pain and heartbreak and fear and anxiety and and stuff like that like we couldn't get into flow if anxiety wasn't a thing yeah um, yeah so I don't know, that's a good question hmm. what do you think just nothing i think well i i hold the belief and a lot of people at first thought when i say this they think that it's kind of a negative view to have yeah. but it's not and it's not my aim with it yeah. but i think too much of anything is never a good thing except for donuts yeah <laughs> that is the only exception <laughs> And the Vertus Performance Podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's pretty fair. I think, yeah. I think you, if you, like, KP asked me the question the other day, it's like, what, um, she actually told me that I refer to her as Keandra on the podcast, so Keandra asked me a question the other day, <laughs> um, was, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm like, none. Yeah, like, because you get you sick of it. You get sick of it, right? You get sick of like, it. If I just coached, and I think that's why it's really cool that you're, like my therapist, kinesiologist, soon to be exercise science grad teacher, <laughs> like you've got all of these different ways to help people. Um, I think if I just coached all day, every day for the rest of my life, I, like, get I'd, I'd hate it, right? I'd get yeah. sick of it. Um, but I if think I'm, the vari- variety is the spice of life. Yeah, 100%. And if you I'm able to. to like pick and choose the way I spend my day um, and the way I spend my weeks and months and even my years... <laughs> Um, then I'll be able to find the thing that I'm most passionate about at the time. Like, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you'll go through it when you start teaching. It's sometimes you love teaching, sometimes you're just like, you hate oh, it. I just want to treat people. Yeah. Um, and that ability to be self-aware and to understand yourself. That's right. Is probably the most important bit. I think so. And yeah, I just think that, yeah, if we had too much of one thing, it's like anything. Like you, you have too much positive stuff. Which is awesome. You want everything to be positive, but yeah. you, you wouldn't even know what positivity is if you didn't have yeah. the negative aspects. And yeah. it means that you can appreciate those positives when you get them because, you know, something might have happened. Yeah. And that's balance again. So it's finding the yin and yang yeah. 
finding that positive and negative. Do you think we, as a society, need to get better at like talking about failures and talking about fucking up and talking about things that go wrong or the bad days? Um, maybe. I think that we've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Uh, it started to be a little bit more widely accepted that there is how important that mental health is. So I think people are more likely to speak about it. Yeah. But I also, and this could be a really unpopular opinion, but I also think that sometimes we go too far the other way and people yeah. use it as an excuse yeah. to not do things. Yeah. And I don't like that side of it. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. I think it's... <clears throat> people are like, we don't want to go too far that way. We don't want to just like talk about how great our life is all the time. Yeah. Um, we need to be somewhere in the middle, but somewhere in the middle and not just be like apathetic. We need to be... Well, it's like a balance, right? We need to go towards the go towards the negative stuff and talk about it, and then when things are going well, talk about the positive stuff that's and exactly just like right. bounce between the two. It's just finding that happy medium, yeah. and that's the thing. Happy, everyone thinks that happy medium is one place, but a happy medium could be bouncing between them. Yeah, a little bit towards that, and a little bit towards that. Yeah, yeah I think that's how I see it because I see it a lot these days. You see, so many people just talk about yeah so much to do with their failures and it's so good that they feel like it's okay to fail because yeah. of course it is we all do it yeah but then they use that as an but excuse to not yeah, try I don't know they use that yeah and yeah you need to kind of move away from that at the same time yeah that's just my belief it's probably unpopular but no, I think it's pretty spot on um, I think it's important to I think suffering is important in life but then I that ability so. to have that mindset that you have that it's all going to be okay and that you know, life will work itself out as long as That's we right. keep showing up and putting in the work. That's right. Um, and I, I always look back, like, I think um, I've had a really – look, I've had an awesome life. I can't ever say I didn't suffer as a child I compared yeah. to some people that yeah. have gone through heaps. But I've had my moments where I've suffered, you know, whether it be, like, a breakup from a first love or, or you know, something that just didn't go to plan and you weren't happy with that. I've, yeah. I've had moments like that where you've been heartbroken and just sad and, and I've had bouts of – where you feel depressed. I've never had depression. That's an issue for me, that thing. I've yeah. definitely felt depressed, but I wouldn't identify myself to have depression. <clears throat> well, that's an important important point as well, like that identification. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's really important for us to say I've had, like I ha- like have, but I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah. Because yeah. if, you, if you say I am yeah. or... I have depression. You yeah. identify with that. And you're going yeah. to keep in that spiral. Like, yeah. how do you... You've got to find a way to get out of that. Yeah. And that's why I think so many people stay in those states. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, look at it from an injury point of view as well, right? Like, like I had a shoulder injury last year. It doesn't mean I have a bad shoulder. Yes, like, that's right. Like, people will like latch onto that and be like, oh, this is my bad knee. Or this yeah. is my bad So ankle. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't do this because, well, can you not do it? Like... I hurt my ankle two years ago and I haven't been able to do it since. Okay, so does that mean you'll never be able to do it? No, probably not. That's right. Actually, if we were if we're able to assess it, figure out what's going on and maybe improve it, then maybe it won't be an issue going forward. Exactly. And guys, just do your rehab, all right? <laughs> just do your rehab. It's important. It's very, very important. But I think, yeah, my point... I think I was... Yeah, I was going off on a tangent before. But, yeah, so... As much as, you know, I haven't suffered as much as some people, but I certainly went through bouts of suffering. And yeah. I think if I hadn't have gone through those things, I wouldn't be the person I am today because yeah. I wouldn't have learned how to deal with those things. And 
I wouldn't have experienced those moments and known how to deal with similar things now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, everything negative and positive that happens to us is a, is a good thing for us to learn and grow as people. I was teaching last week and one of them asked, would you change anything about a lot? Like, also, I was teaching business at Chisholm and I was talking about, um, like, I guess my the process from going from um, student doing Cert 3 and 4 like they are to now yeah. and all the different things. They're like, would you change anything? I'm like, mm. I thought about it for a bit. I'm just like, no, I wouldn't change like one little thing because each little thing's allowed me to get to, right. get to now. And I think it's a good attitude. Yeah. Like I just like to, I'd like to make a lot of the mistakes I made faster. Yeah. I'd like a lot of the mistakes of that I'm about to make and making daily. I'd, I'd like them to happen quicker and with uh, less collateral damage. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's life, right? That's right. And all of those collateral damages anyway, probably spiraled off to, to bring up another opportunity for yeah. you anyway. So yeah. All the like big roadblocks we like we've had as a business and me as a coach and teacher and all that kind of stuff. All of them have led to something that's been better, and it, like you never see it like straight away, but now I've like I've been through those cycles enough to realize that okay, like we got a hard period now, but it's always going to end up better. It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think if, if everyone right. can look at life like that, then then everyone will be happier and a little bit more content with how things that things can just be and things can just happen yeah and you can do all all you can do to control it but like such a little percentage of it's actually in our control that's so true Mm. isn't it got a bunch of questions for you short sharp questions you did this for me when you interviewed me (laughs) yes I did (laughs) have you had a defining moment no I'm made up of all the little moments good answer Mm. that was my answer good (laughs) What's your favourite fun fact? Um, a fun fact? Oh, okay, this is really random, but <laughs> cows have a best friend. Prove it. So, if you... Actually, I looked this up on the top of that. <laughs> but they... So, obviously, cows, like, they run around in their groups of... I don't know what they're called, groups of cows, but... Herds? Herds, that's it. Um, but they, if you see, (laughs) I'm good at other things, just not that stuff. (laughs) Um, but they actually also kind of travel in twos. So you'll see them, they'll be in a group, but there'll be two of them together. And that's why this is kind of a really sad thing. And sorry for all the vegans and vegetarians, but when they take them off to be slaughtered, which is really sad, like, um, sustainable companies will take them off in twos so that they have their friend. Oh my god, that makes me really sad. I'm really, really gonna sad. cry about it. <laughs> What's your favourite joke? Let's, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Um, um, I'm really bad at jokes. What's my favourite joke? I've asked this question before. Oh, I've got one, and I told everyone at Virtus once, and they all laughed. Why did the Mexican push her, his wife off the cliff? Why? Tequila. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I tell everyone the same joke because I don't have any others. That's, that's pretty good. What are three things you're grateful for? <clears throat> uh, Adam. My family. Shout out. I know. Good on you, Adam. Um, my family. So yeah, all of them, but mostly mum and dad. They're just the best type of humans on yep. earth. And just the opportunity to live. It's a good life. Yeah. 100%. I can't complain. Yeah. Full of choices. Oh, hell yeah. Like, what advice would you give the 15-year-old version of yourself? Oh, wow. 
Um, to accept myself. Um, I was always a pretty confident kid, but I definitely had, you know, small moments where you kind of feel like you don't really fit in. Um, so I think I'd just look back and I'd just be like, just, yes, accept yourself yep. because everything's going to be all right. Don't yes. care so much about bloody year 10 homework because it doesn't matter. <laughs> and <laughs> If you're in year 10 and you're listening to this, it's very important that you do your homework tonight. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm a really bad influence. But yeah, just really the self-acceptance thing is a big one because yep. I think I used to question that. I used to question what I looked like, you know, was I pretty enough? And it's just a ridiculous thing to think about. Mm. I look back and I'm just like, I was. I was everything that I didn't think I was. Yeah. That's yeah, good. that's good. If money wasn't an issue, 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 if money wasn't an issue and you couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? Um, I feel like I'd save every stray dog on the planet because I freaking love dogs. But I'd probably just like travel the world, but I'd continue on the same path that I'm on. I don't feel like. Wouldn't change too much. Yeah, like I, I'd still study. I just feel like I'd be just comfortable in what I would, was doing. I would never have to worry about money. But I'd still continue on the same path, but I'd do a little bit more holidaying. I'd travel a little bit yeah. more because I could afford whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, but I'd do all the same things. Cool. Yeah. Where's your one travel destination that you want to go to? Africa. Why? Because I want to do a safari. Awesome. And I love animals. And I'm planning, I'm planning on, so hopefully this podcast will keep me accountable because I want to go in July next year. But I was looking up hyena attacks on Google the other day because someone said, what happens if you get attacked by an animal? But there's only two a year, so I'll be okay. Surely it's not me. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that even comes into life. I know. It's so stupid. But it's something that. You know, you always talk about what are you excited for and scared for at the same time, and that this is it. Take my questions, mate. What do you mean? What was my next question? What are you most oh, excited for? Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> what am I most excited for? I'm planning a trip to New Zealand in January, oh, which nice. I told you about, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Awesome. But I'm just... I'm always excited. I feel like I'm never so not I, excited. Mate. Yeah, I yeah. like turning up to work. I like my life. I like walking the dogs. I'm even excited just to go to the beach. I'm excited to try awesome new cocktails and drink Pims. Treat yourself. Oh, just love it. And Good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just... I like to reach, you know, kick goals. Nice. Yeah. Keep kicking them. If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? I think just, like, Paige made me feel happy. Good. That's it. If I'm remembered by how I made people feel, then I'm happy. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Now, you alluded to it before, but do you have a morning routine? Um, get up, walk the dogs. Usually we'll have some fruit for breakfast. I'm pretty shocking with eating a good proper breakfast, something I'm working on. But I'll eat, like, pieces of fruit and things like that. Um, yeah, that's really it. I'm not really a fan of routine. I like to do different things every day, but nice. walking the dogs is my routine. Got to happen. Yeah, I, I do that most mornings. Yeah. I get upset. They eat things, they scratch on the door, <laughs> they're really naughty, but I love them. But yeah, just walking the dogs is my main routine, I think. Nice. What is success to you? Um, self-love, self-acceptance, and this is subjective, but happiness. Because at the end of the day, like success to one person can be different to another. 
person's success. So as long as you kind of, you, you feel good within yourself about what you're doing, that's the main thing. Like yep. what's it for anyone else to judge anyway? Good. Hmm. I like that a lot. What are you most proud of? Um, I am proud of, I don't know, probably the, my positive outlook. That's something that I've always been very proud of and something that people compliment me on a lot, which is nice. Look at me tooting my It's one of my... No, mate, celebrate your wins. <laughs> it's uh, one, of, one of my favourite things about you. You never... You never let the crap that's going on get to you. Thank that's you. That's awesome. I, I try. Yeah, I think that's what I'm most... My character, I think... Yeah. Let's not get ahead of yourself. All right, next question. <laughs> so arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> The other side of that question, yeah. what are you most ashamed of? Um, do you know, it's actually a really good thing that this is hard to answer. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, there's too many things. Yeah. There's just so <laughs> many. <laughs> I can't even... Oh, my gosh. How do I break this down? Um, what am I most ashamed of? I think I'm ashamed of the moments that I doubt myself. Yep. Because I don't think I've ever really done... I've done little things. Like, I went to a restaurant the other day that I've been going to for years. And when I was, like, eight years old, I remember pouring salt and pepper into all the sugar containers onto every table. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really ashamed of that because that was a really big lapse in my personality. (laughs) Pretty funny, though. It was, and I'm pretty sure the lady, it's like an Italian restaurant, yeah. like you, 50s Italian restaurant, and so the lady, the oldest lady there, she owns it with her husband. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she still remembers me for doing That's it. The she looks at me every time. She gives me a look. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, she knows. <laughs> um, I'm pretty ashamed of that, but I am Good ashamed thing. of the things I doubt yeah. about myself because you just go, oh, come on, snap out of that. Mm. I like that. It's a good answer. Yeah. If you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be and why? Dead or alive, who would they be? Um, who would I invite to dinner? The Dalai Lama. Why? Because he just seems like a really chilled man. <laughs> I feel like I'd have a good conversation with him. I'm not really... I don't really care about famous people. I'm not going to lie. Have you read that book? But no, I haven't. Beyond Religion I haven't got to by the Dalai Lama. It's excellent. Ooh, it's very I have cool. to give it a read. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, him. And then, I don't know. Famous people just don't phase me. I'm not that phased by Okay, them. who are the two people that aren't famous that you'd have dinner with? Oh. <sighs> Probably mum and dad. Love a good chat with mum and dad. I'm nice. really close to my mum and dad. Good. Yeah. I just love a dinner with them. Good. And mum's a really good cook, so hopefully she'll cook. <laughs> Don't get angry at me if you're listening, mum. <laughs> no, now she's got to cook. Yeah. Just let me know when and I'll be over. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a mantra? Um, yes, I do actually. It's more of a quote. Lay it on me. I think. 
All right. Well, the last question was the last question was going to be, "What is your favorite quote?" So, so what's the okay? What's the difference between a mantra and a quote? <clears throat> I think a quote is just a mantra is something you say to yourself day in day out. I don't think it's just something you come back to when maybe things aren't going too well or or um, yeah, it's something you formulated yourself. And it can be a quote, like it can be anything. Okay. Like minds show up, smile, and make a difference. I like, like I know it. if I've I heard you say that before. Yeah, I know if I do those three things every day, then I'm living my purpose yeah I like it uh, I don't think I have a particular mantra I think my mantra changes every day based on what I need to hear from myself good uh, yeah I don't think I just I tell myself a lot just you're doing good mm, I like that yeah simple and if you yeah if you can make someone smile today do it yeah do it do it but it, cha- it does change I say different things to myself every day yep. yeah I like alright favourite quote to finish off Definitely, um, I can't remember who it's by, which is terrible, just proves how much I really don't care about famous people, but I liked what this person said, and it's it's important to stop in your pursuit of happiness and just be happy. Good. It's one of my favourite quotes. Yeah. I love, love it, because it's so important, we just search for it all the time, yeah. when sometimes it's right there. Yeah, mm. I like it. Good. Yeah. Good chat. Yeah, great chat. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs>